0: Welcome to Coffee with a Doc, hosted by Dr. Glenn Schaefer, a practicing chiropractor for over 35 years in Southwest Florida and creator of Basic Essentials Wellness, six basic time-tested principles that when applied to your life can result in remarkable changes. Coffee with a Doc is designed to inform you, motivate you, and encourage you along your wellness journey. Health and wellness is a choice. Thanks for joining us today. Here's Dr. Schaefer. Well, I've titled today's uh, podcast Back to Normal... Uh, And that's more of a question than anything else. Uh, Will we ever be back to normal as we knew it previous to COVID-19? And I think the answer to that question is probably no. We'll never quite be back to what we once knew. And that's okay. But I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about what is that going to look like? What should we do differently going forward? As we're opening things back up, our society, our businesses, our economy are kind of opening back up. I asked the question was it really necessary to close our entire? country down, knowing that we really can't do that again? And I think the answer is no. Were there pocketed areas that really needed to be closed down more than others? Yes, I think so. Maybe initially a couple of weeks of closing things down, trying to get ready uh, uh, might have been appropriate as well. And certainly there were areas of the country that didn't need to close down at all. So I want to take a little look back, uh, maybe rant for a second. (laughs) and get this off of my chest how how did how did all of this happen how did we shut the entire country down for this length of time well, i read a report uh, going back uh, maybe uh, in the early month of this uh, pandemic that was written by a doctor who did a lot of research into the prior pandemics and we've had quite a few going back uh, even 10 15 20 years But uh, there's data on all of these pandemics that go out uh, throughout the world. And the same thing basically happens in each and every one of them. In the early stages of these pandemics, when they don't have a lot of accurate data, when the only data that you have is from the sick people that are showing up at the doctor in the hospital, and you start translating that to the rest of the population, we come up with some very inaccurate estimates of what's going to happen. And we base our decisions on those inaccurate estimates. And that's basically what's happened to all of the pandemics in the past. And this uh, fellow had researched all of those and found the same thing. Initially, the estimates were way, way high and out of line. And as more and more data came in, they were able to uh, to come up with much more accurate uh, information on what is the infection rate, what is the mortality rate for these different pandemics. Almost every one of them, the mortality rate for those folks that were infected came down to 0.01 to 0.02 percent. And and that occurs in the, the annual flu is right in that same range, and he felt that this particular one would probably be in that same range. We were told initially that probably 80% or plus uh, folks would have minimal or no symptoms. Well, they only had data on those that were sick, especially in some of these high-concentration areas like New Orleans, uh, New York City. And they tried to translate that across the country and came up with an estimate that millions and millions of people were going to die. And they started to uh, lock down the country, every aspect of our economy, when it was really unnecessary. Well, now that we're seeing more and more testing, we're finding out that a lot of people have the antibodies for this COVID-19 virus. How does that take place? How do un, uh, uh, or asymptomatic individuals who have not had any symptoms show up positive for the antibody for that uh, COVID-19? Well, initially, remember, we were told a lot of people would have no symptoms. I don't know that we actually have to be infected. Maybe I've told this story on a prior podcast, but I certainly tell it throughout my day at my chiropractic office about our our daughter who was a nurse and in her nursing career, uh, she had to uh, be tested before they would let her into the hospital and they looked at her vaccination history and they said, oh, you haven't had any vaccinations. You need all of these vaccinations up to date. Well, she didn't want to do that, so she said, what can I do? What's the alternative? And they said, you can go get tested for the antibody titers for, there were like six different um, uh, things that she needed to be tested for. Well, she had never had any of those six, nor had she been vaccinated, but lo and behold, she had the antibody titers for all all of them and did not need to be revaccinated or vaccinated for them. So she didn't have the infection. She wasn't vaccinated, but she had the antibodies. So they're testing a lot of people for the COVID-19 antibody. And lo and behold, they're finding out large groups of people are testing positive. And you see this in the news feed. Oh, X number of workers at this particular plant, you know, had uh, tested positive for the antibody. Well, that's the way it should be. That is how our immune system is supposed to work. When your body senses that there's a potential threat, something that possibly could do harm to you, it starts to put up defense mechanisms for that. Every aspect of our being is designed to protect us and bring us back to homeostasis, bring us back to what is full health. So if it senses that there's a virus or a bacteria, you don't have to get the infection, but your body will make the antibodies for that particular virus. And our our middle daughter is a classic example of how she ended up with all of the antibiotic titers never having been uh, vaccinated for any of those. So we had some pockets of real high concentration of infection in different areas and you look at the lifestyle in those areas, a lot of people on top of one another taking mass transit uh, to and from work and we see that and we can start to understand why the infection rate was much higher in places like uh, New York City, uh, New Orleans, also uh, a number of the uh, port cities where there was a lot of uh, influx from out of the country coming into these particular areas. And we know that the infection rate in some of the other countries, China, et cetera, were, were they come into our country in these port cities. So New York City had all of the the red flags that uh, could bring about a, a potential in high infection area. And hence it did. But, uh, but let's look at the statistics that we see out there. Supposedly we have... Uh, under 10 million people worldwide that have been infected with the H1N1 swine uh, flu that we had back 11 years ago, we had 61 million people infected in our country alone. So far, we have around 10 million people or less that have been infected worldwide. So a lot of these numbers where we see uh, 100,000 plus that have uh, supposedly Uh, died in our country. I don't necessarily believe in some of the accuracy of the statistics that are being presented to us. I do know of a number of different uh, facilities where uh, using coding with COVID in them will allow a higher reimbursement rate. You got to understand the hospitals and doctor's offices are businesses. They do have a bottom line and they do need income during the COVID infection, uh, the a lot of people did not go in for typical doctor appointments for elective surgeries such as shoulder, knee replacements, etc. Hospitals and doctors' offices are hurting financially because of COVID nineteen. There were not the mass numbers of people nationwide in the hospital setting because of COVID. But if, uh, if they put a COVID diagnosis, I'm told that there's a higher reimbursement and also they receive funding from the government uh, if there have been COVID treated and or those individuals have, have perished. So I question some of these statistics of COVID and how many uh, have actually perished. I do know of many cases. uh, Individuals have told me personally that their loved one that was 96 years old was in the hospital and died, and COVID came up on the diagnosis for their death. So this kind of thing is happening. I don't think the statistics are 100% accurate. But let's let's move on to uh, what I really wanted to talk about was back to normal. Uh, are we going to get back to normal as we once knew it prior to uh, this COVID infection? And what is that normal? What are things that you have seen that have been restricted? Maybe you are one that is working from home, and we're working in an office setting. Uh, you have children possibly at home that were going to school. Now you are trying to work from home and homeschool your kids at the same time. Wasn't that fun? (laughs) Uh, We uh, homeschooled all of our kids so we understand uh, trying to be home, get work done, get even the house cleaned, much less when you have all of your kids home each and every day can be very very challenging. Going out to a restaurant, I've talked to some people, they thought it was the strangest thing being able to go back to a restaurant and actually order and have someone bring the food to your table. Uh, quite a bit different. Uh, retail establishments, uh, uh, many of those have changed. Certainly, uh, we see a lot of plexiglass up in different places. Uh, Another friend of my son's uh, had mentioned to him that he did three, he had a plexiglass business. He did three years worth of business in three months uh, earlier this year due to everyone purchasing plexiglass for their business to shield uh, between uh, their employees and customers coming in or just between employees. So, is any of this going to get back to normal? Are we going to have to continue wearing masks as we go forward in our society? Back prior to uh, COVID, it was a real uh, anomaly in our society in, in the United States to see someone wearing a mask out in public. Um, I do think there will be individuals that will continue to wear masks. Uh, and I think we need to look at what who was really impacted by this COVID uh, infection. And by and large, most people that got really sick and or perished uh, were in the elderly category, and especially those with uh, pre-existing conditions, any condition that you have uses up uh, vital energy, for lack of a better word, that your body has to to perform daily routine things, and and one of those being your immune ability to fight off infections. So if you have any other condition going on, and how many of us do we know in our society that have other conditions going on, but certainly that's much more prevalent in the elderly, uh, their overall immune system is going to be lowered. And by and large, some 90% of those individuals that passed away were elderly that and or had... Uh, pre-existing conditions going on. So we have this pocket of our population that we do need to be cautious with, and they need to be cautious and take extra precautions when they're out interacting, certainly during flu season, but really most of the year. They're the most susceptible, and we know those exist in nursing homes and assisted living facilities, but we have a lot of them that are still living at home. Going into stores, so if you're in a a situation where maybe your business owner, and you say, well, I really, if I'm not required to wear these masks, I'm not going to wear the mask. Well, you may have customers that that are in a high-risk group, and we need to think about those folks and take some extra precautions for those uh, that are in those particular risk groups. So a lot of our restaurants, uh, the retail businesses that we go to, doctor's offices, your place of work, uh, the school system, how are we going to do that? I know a lot of uh, individuals in our Lee County school system, and here it is, uh, the beginning of summer break, and they don't really have a clue how they're going to open schools back up, what that's going to look like in August when the schools open back up. Is it going to be what it was prior to this pandemic? Probably not. Is it going to look like it has in the last few months where the parents are homeschooling and the schools are closed? Probably not. It's going to be a, a, some type of blend of, of extra precautions that are in there for not only the students, but the teachers. And really, truly, the students, uh, if we look at uh, overall immunity and that, they're probably in the low risk group, the lowest risk group. That doesn't mean a child is not going to get this infection, just like it means they they won't get the flu because they do. Um So our schools are going to look different. There's going to be extra precautions in there for the teachers and for the students uh, for getting the kids to school. Uh, I saw some kind of what I thought was ridiculous uh, uh, guidelines for bus drivers to take the temperature of every student that got on the bus and not allow those that had a fever on the bus. Um, well, how are you going to do that if the child is standing at the bus stop and uh, you're going to tell them not to get on the bus and then they're just left at the bus stop when the parents may be off to work already, didn't realize that their child had a fever? How's that going to work? It's not going to work. So they're, they've got a, a big challenge ahead of them uh, in how do we get our kids to school? How do we get uh, our school system back up and running with some type of efficiency? But our workplaces, uh, what's that going to look like? I think a lot of businesses found out that they don't need to have everyone in the office each and every day. Video conferencing sure uh, came about in a big way uh, since this COVID uh, has started. So is there going to be a a new normal? Uh, Yes, there is. But I think some of the precautions that we were taking went a little too far for most of us, not necessarily all of us. So we need to come up with a, a something in the middle where we're still protecting uh, ourselves. Obviously, during cold and flu season, we do need to be more uh, have more caution. If I know someone's sick, if you know that your child is sick, hey, you, you shouldn't send them to school. If I'm sick, I don't need to be coming in and treating my patients and getting some of them sick. If you're sick and going for uh, your hair getting done or or going in for a massage, or some things that maybe you don't need to do that particular day, Uh, don't do it that particular day until you get better. And we have some of these things that we have learned on some ways to protect ourselves a little bit better in these circumstances, that if we take that from all that we've gone through and realize that we can't shut our total economy down again, the ramifications in... uh, Many different areas of our life, because we shut our economy down, are extreme. There have been probably a lot more deaths uh, due to suicide. We've seen a lot more uh, suffering because... Uh, People weren't able to have even some basic dental work done, uh, basic examinations and procedures and screenings done because they were held out of those things. We don't need to stop all of those different things. We simply need to take some basic precautions, washing your hands, possibly wearing masks when we go in and we're around other people, taking that uh, susceptible part of our society, the elderly and those with pre-existing conditions, take extra precautions with those, people going in to visit assisted living in nursing homes need to be screened a little better do they have a fever if they're coming in to visit a loved one well if they do that's a simple one that that can be checked right at the door if they've got a fever hey i'm sorry you need to come back tomorrow when you don't have a fever should they be wearing masks probably yes they should be washing their hands before they come in sanitizing their hands before they go back washing their hands when they leave there. Some simple things and precautions that we have learned. So it's back to normal, sort of, but it'll never be, I think, quite the same. For some time, because uh, to be honest with you, uh, this COVID-19 is not the last virus that we're going to have a pandemic. There's going to be another one and another one and another one, just like there has been in the past. There will be more of those coming down the line that we need to be prepared for. So back to normal, sort of. Uh, I don't. I think we will have a new normal, but uh, most of us... Uh, uh, are, are fairly safe going out, uh, we're not in high risk groups, uh, what do we do to keep our immunity up, well, follow the basic rules of health that I've laid out in my wellness program, which is functional activity, stay active, if you want to call it exercise, be moving, getting everything going, that helps your body stay strong, eat proper nutrition, um, get proper rest, Um, Also, mental, emotional, and spiritual stress uh, creates a weakening to your immune system. So you need to be uh, emotionally and and mentally and spiritually strong, and there are ways to go about doing that. Getting your structure taken care of uh, and also keeping toxins out of your body helps your immune system. So you follow the basic rules of health to stay healthy, keep your immune system strong, But let me just throw something else in there on sanitizing your environment. I just mentioned that every part of our anatomy has to be used to be strong. Our immune system is the same. We need to use it or we will lose it. So sticking uh, uh, yourself inside your home, locking yourself up, uh, sanitizing your environment doesn't give your immune system anything to do, and it will not get stronger doing all those things. So there is a thing called herd immunity where we all get uh, antibodies from one another because we're interacting with one another, and there is some truth to that. So, uh, isolating ourselves is not the answer either. We need to have as normal a life as possible and have some precautions, certainly around people that are more susceptible and are people who have some type of infection that we don't want to be necessarily exposed to that or have any of us in our family exposed to that. So there'll be a new normal, uh, but I think we will be just fine if we simply follow a few precautions. I hope this has been some help to you and allowed me to at least rant a little bit. Uh, get a few things off of my chest. Uh, uh, Dr. Glenn Schaefer here with Coffee with the Doc. Tune into again next time and we'll get back to some of our wellness topics that we've been talking about for a couple of years now. We hope to see you soon.